Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have KPMG's David Yarchik to talk about blockchain. This is Technotopia. In the next 60 seconds, you're going to learn how the Flatiron School can change your life. The Flatiron School will help teach you everything you need to get the job in code, data science, or design. But they'll also prepare you for the jobs that don't even exist yet. Because this is a school designed to educate you in the art of change. So if you're feeling stuck, bored, or unfulfilled, Flatiron will teach you how to change things. You'll learn by making things, breaking things, and discovering how the future is being built. The results speak for themselves. Go to flatironschool.com slash podcast and read about our graduates' new careers, salary ranges, upcoming courses, and explore these exciting new careers. You can start building your own career in coding, data science, or digital design at one of Flatiron's local WeWork campuses, or you can take courses online. Go to flatironschool.com slash podcast, read the reviews, and sign up for a free intro course. That's all we ask. Enrollment is now open. It's time to future-proof yourself and change things, fix things, make things better, starting with you. Flatironschool.com slash podcast. Welcome back to Tectotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have David Yarchik. He's at KPMG. He's responsible for innovation and blockchain uh, special projects inside of KPMG. Why don't you tell us uh, what you're up to in there, David? Uh, welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I was a small business owner for, what, 20 years mm -hmm. and made a jump into a big firm in an innovation role just to see what the other side was all about. And my role is a rather unique one. There's a, there's a few folks like us uh, within KPMG. And, and the role is basically how can we disrupt ourselves? How can we disrupt the market for our clients um, with the power of a big firm? Right. Mm -hmm. um, as a small business owner, what you're looking at is you come up with great tech, you come up with great apps, you come up with great ideas. But sometimes you're you're not you're missing the funding one and, and, and you can go and get that. But you're also missing subject matter expertise and connections to the clients. Um, so, yeah, I took the I took this role into the, the big firm to, you know, first I felt like a sellout. Now I'm realizing that, man, I, I sort of wish I had these resources as a small mm -hmm. business for 20 years. Um, so what we're working on is sort of the future of, of how tax and finance is going to operate for these firms, for, for major companies. Uh, we're looking at things from blockchain to just the cloud, which is, is a new phenomenon for a lot of clients, as well as artificial intelligence. We work with Watson at IBM, for example, uh, and, and a whole host of other things. And the goal is how can we create a faster data stream and better analytics for these firms to make their business decisions mm -hmm. and to report to the governments, whether it's the SEC, whether it's the tax authorities or whatever their requirements are. So that's kind of my gig. It's to, to look at what's emerging, what's coming up, what's innovative to our clients not, and to our firm. Uh, find that white space and see if we can create a small business out of it that turns into a real practice. Mm -hmm. so, so let's talk a little bit about blockchain in, in business. What are you seeing in terms of uh, adoption? Uh, historically, we haven't seen that much adoption, right? It's been it's been a right. pretty hard it's been a pretty hard sell for a lot of folks. What's going to happen uh, in that space? So what we're saying, seeing is we've got the early adopters uh, who understand that blockchain is, is not cryptocurrency, right? I mean, that's really, that's key number one, and that's mm -hmm. the biggest issue. Um, we actually just, and, and not trying, I say this humbly, I was very pleased, we just did a webcast on blockchain, and we had one of the firm's highest subscription rates uh, of attendees listening. And it's because people are wondering what, what in the world blockchain has to do that isn't cryptocurrency, right? The title of it is it's not cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. 
uh, we're seeing these early adopters and, and somewhat in this case an early majority starting to come in and say, hey, the technology that uses Bitcoin or Bitcoin uses rather, right? It uses blockchain. This technology can allow multiple members, multiple partners to speak with each other in a trusted environment and have a single source of truth. Doesn't that sound like something that a big corporation needs? Think about a big corporation, multiple ERP systems, multiple vendors, third parties, uh, suppliers, customers, all that information is sitting on how many different systems, right? Mm -hmm. uh, let me make this more real for, for a, a small business for a second. Um, you know, in my small bit, I wish we had blockchain uh, is, is, is kind of my takeaway from this. My small business, right? We had what? Salesforce.com. Man, I remember when that first came out. That changed our world. And then we had um, uh, whatever the, the, the QuickBooks uh, for accounting, for example. We had another system for keeping track of hours and times and yet another system and Google Drive and Google Docs and Excel. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be something, right? The hardest thing as a CEO of a business was to say, hey, I want to take a look at where my sales uh, are coming in and where I'm spending my money and I'm spending my time developing and what that return is. It all comes down to the cash in the bank. But that's three to 10 different systems I would have to go and export data from and try and figure it out. Blockchain is actually a beautiful tool that is agnostic to those to those ERP systems, to those spreadsheets, and to those databases. Mm -hmm. It just connects to it and allows that data to seamlessly flow through into a single spreadsheet. Think of the power of that. Yeah. So, I mean, let's... What does what does this stuff look like on your side? Does it does it look like uh, a bunch of nerds fighting about uh, protocols and and tokens and all that stuff, or is it far more? Is it far more? Um, I mean, it's, it it sounds like it might be boring, right? Is you know that's, a, that's an awesome question. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice, right? Because um, so we're hitting the market, perhaps uniquely, perhaps not. But when we talk about it in a business aspect and applying blockchain. Um, we're talking about private blockchains. So we're not talking about your cryptocurrency and public blockchains. It's a private blockchain that, let's say, one of our clients, one of the big uh, multinationals owns, and it invites its uh, suppliers and customers to participate in that. Right. In those situations, it's all permission based and, and there's really not a lot of fighting that is going on around tokenizing assets and whatnot. What we're looking at is actually allowing our clients to see end-to-end -end the transactions that flow through their company. So you can take a look at an input, you know, we, we use this old saying in economics, right, the widget, how the widget's made and delivered to the, to the client, right? You can look at everything from the raw materials as they enter the plant or get ordered and enter the plant, mm -hmm. all the way through manufacturing, all the way through distribution, all the way through sales, all across the world till it hits the, the customer, whoever that customer might be. So... Let me make it real. In the news, right? Um, we just saw the news about what is it? The seven thirty seven Supermax is that what it's called? The the airplane uh, issues that are that are coming up with the latest crash. Well, one of the big issues are there are how many different manufacturers, companies that provide widgets and and uh, fasteners and wing pieces and wires to that airplane, mm -hmm. right? If anyone thinks that, that there's a good handle on, on, on tracking where every piece came from, I think we probably would be shocked to learn that there isn't necessarily, mm -hmm. right? Something like blockchain would allow all those suppliers and all those folks to talk to each other and allow all those complaints to come back to a central place. And there the data and analytics can be run to make sure that it's a safer world for air travel, for example. Mm -hmm. You're seeing Walmart. Walmart's doing it right now with all of its green leaves and spinach and vegetables. Damn. 
fantastic, right? You can go to Walmart, you can scan spinach, and you can know everyone for every, from the farm that it was grown on to who washed it and cleaned it in terms of processing plants to how long it's been sitting on a distributor, uh, distributor shelf before you got it. I mean, talk about a better world and, and double click on that and think of the other side, which is the analytics the company has to run its business, right? So there's things that are better for the world with blockchain, but there's, there's actually better analytics that are possible having that data. So it sounds like you guys are avoiding a lot of the infighting uh, and a lot of the fussing about uh, private networks, all the other, uh, all the other technical stuff that these, uh, that a lot of the, I guess, the crypto Twitter and the crypto open source folks are are having, right? Um, it doesn't yes. really matter to you. Well, it's not that it doesn't matter. It just doesn't apply. You have to recognize mm -hmm. that most of these companies, including our own, has very strict governance and rules about what type of data can be shared. And this is why earlier I said even the cloud may be a new innovation to certain multinationals, which sounds shocking to you and I as, mm -hmm. as, as small business guys, right, or entrepreneurs. But that's true because there's a lot of risk of putting data into the cloud. Um and that risk needs to be managed, and each firm has its own risk profile. So because of that, we have a private blockchain, which, you know, again, we are inviting members of, of a multinational's ecosystem supply chain to join. And yeah, that, that in itself is a negotiation, right? Let's pretend you're that vendor. Why would you want to give up your data into a blockchain that potentially could be, information could be seen by, by that particular multinational? That's, mm -hmm. that's always a question. And that's where we have to instill the trust, the governance, and the understanding of, of what is uh, right and wrong. What's really nice about the private network is all participants know each other. So therefore, there is a, a business relationship. You go mm -hmm. back to the Walmart example. You know, the farmers know that if they, they can trust Walmart, Walmart that it's going to help them produce better results, right? The distributors know that if Walmart is going to uh, uh, show this data of where the information came from, they're not going to use it against the distributors, et cetera. So there's sort of a good faith analysis that goes into this as well. So there's a whole a whole business world that I never thought of as an entrepreneur, but 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 believe me, the good lawyers take care of a lot of that contingency stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what what do you think is the uh, what do you think is the future for this stuff? Does it does it disappear behind the scenes? Uh, does it become far more common? You know what I'd like. I'm I'm supposed to be agnostic. That's the beauty of my role, and mm -hmm. and that's that, that was part of me taking the job, right? It's it's not you're going to do blockchain and make it succeed. It's see if it does succeed. And being agnostic, I got to tell you, I'm falling in love with it a little bit. <laughs> I think any anything that allows for quick APIs to be opened up to pull in transactional data across numerous networks, I think anything that allows data to be analyzed with AI or, or any other type of robotics, anything like that, that's, that's, that's my sweet spot, right? I'm always interested in how information can be used to gather new information. And the problem is we spend too much time manually or using Excel or other types of tools trying to figure out how data can talk. If we solve that problem, I think that it's here to stay. Mm -hmm. I think it's here to stay and allow for better decision making. And frankly, I think cash overall, you know, blockchain is a transaction based system. I think cash is going to be tied up less and things such as refunds from tax authorities or payments made to, from vendors, accounts receivables, accounts payable. I think a lot of that we're going to see speed up and the, the friction taken away, which means more cash to be invested into to the business as a whole. Mm -hmm. Why would you recommend uh, somebody go from uh, or would you would you recommend somebody go from a um, from a startup sort of situation into a into a bigger into a bigger house? I think KPMG, IBM, and those guys get kind of a bad rap because it's kind of uh, you're kind of stuck, right, uh, in a yeah. cubicle. Yeah. 
Yeah, listen, uh, you know, if I if I if I put a if I had to write a book right now, it would be David Jaricic uh, sellout question mark. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was very anxious and I won't even lie. I've had panic attacks about that prior to joining and even after joining. Um, what's interesting, what's interesting is that big firms do have to innovate as well. And I'll speak for most big firms that I, I, I have colleagues at. They know that it's the small startups that are going to go ahead and put them out of business, right? In many cases, or at least that's where the risk is coming from. So a lot of these companies have created their own garages, basements, whatever you want to call it, innovation centers, et cetera, in order to disrupt themselves. Um, those are the companies that I would bet on. Let me let me put this in perspective. I joined this company. I'm not an employee. I'm a mm-hmm. partner. I had to buy capital because I believe I and those around me can make a difference to make that capital, the equity worth more money, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I did take a bet. I am an entrepreneur. The problem, It's a more stable bet in that it's a huge multi-billion dollar company. But if that company gets disrupted, I'm in trouble, mm-hmm. right? So it's just a different kind of bet. And it's just the way you put your mind to it. Um, you know, that's all the positives, right? I did mention, you know, you've got, you've got, Marketing teams, sales teams, distribution teams, you've got it all, and it's fantastic. And there's also the negatives. I just mentioned the governance around data and information, right? A a big firm like KPMG is under strict uh, data regulations and takes it extremely seriously, whereas a small startup could just take data and start playing with it on day one. So there's there's a whole host of things that I'm learning, but at the end of the day thus far, I'm going to say that it, it's been an interesting and exciting journey to all the mess ups I made as an entrepreneur to bring them as experience to the big firm. I'm lucky that there's there's bosses that take 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 that and listen to it and, and, and make their decisions, including my my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Um, what is the uh, what does the future look like uh, for big organizations in 10 years? I really think we're going to start seeing more and more automation. I'm sitting at a cafe right now where I just ordered my whole entire coffee uh, on the laptop or on a tablet or on my smartphone, right? And everything was uh, delivered to me, and I just pushed a button for refill and got a refill Mm -hmm. while we're talking here. I think slowly but surely we're going to see a lot more automation, not only in the way us as consumers are being served, but even business-to-business transactions. We're going to see a lot more taking place. Uh, what we'll say automatically or near real time, as opposed to with with the historical middle middle office middlemen in in the way. So less friction, quicker transactions, which may allow for for a better movement of cash and better innovation and and better service for all of us. Mm-hmm. So does that does that make things faster? Does that make more efficient? What's the what's the primary benefit? I think that's going to be up to the market to decide, right? Even if you look at blockchain, listen, the truth is I can make you two statements. One, it could make you more efficient. Is that what the client wants? I don't know. Mm-hmm. The other one is I could make you uh, make your transaction cheaper. Is that what the client wants? I don't know. Each one is different. So overall, you know, why does VHS versus beta work when we all know beta was better back in the day, right? Why is it Apple over over uh, Android or vice versa? It, we have to let the market decide which one of those is true. What's nice about a lot of these technologies from AI to the cloud to blockchain is that they have the impact of, uh, or they're able to impact both of those, not only cost structures, but also the ability to serve faster and make money mm-hmm. or get a better return. So I, I'm just seeing that future and that would be a phenomenal one. All right. Where can, uh, where can people find out what uh, KPMG is doing and what your team is doing? You know what? Number one, contact me. That's that's the one thing. I'm going to be very selfish and say contact me because I love hearing anyone's ideas that are out there and how we can all team together. I'm a, I'm in my open door policy just because I don't have an office, so no door. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 
Furthermore, uh, just by submitting any questions or thoughts to the KPMG Contact Us webpage, more likely than not, they'll get to the innovation team. And, and we have a lot of great discussions with a lot of small businesses. And, and, and a little sales pitch, but part of the reason I took this, this job, it's, this is my way of giving back to all the entrepreneurs, all the small businesses who helped me in all those times when we were failing or I was having depression or panic attacks. Um, I came here and I'm innovating and I'm innovating with a bigger budget and, and there's an opportunity to help the small businesses out and work together. So think of KPMG as a potential partner, not necessarily a competitor. Mm -hmm. Do you have an email that they should email directly to you? Yes, david.jarzik, J-A-R-C as in cat, Z as in zebra, Y-K, at kpmg.com. And you can feel free to publish that or look it up on the website. <laughs> right. It's under my profile. Right, no perfect. problem. I think this is the first time that we've uh, that we've published somebody's email just right in the in the in the thing. But I mean, I guess that's pretty I think cool. I, we'll find out how sorry I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. This is uh, this has been pretty interesting. Uh, let's uh, let's keep in touch as you uh, as you build out more more cool stuff. Love what you're doing. Congrats to you as well. All we'll right. talk soon. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We'll see you next week. By Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the Internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Technotopia is also sponsored by Jaywalk. Jaywalk is a new app that pays you to walk. You can try it out at jaywalk.me. It's created by me, John Biggs, and a few of my friends. jaywalk.me, please check it out.